Now, it's good to be, uh, good to be back here with you, uh, back, I almost going to say back in the saddle again, back preaching. I feel like I was um, off and then on and off. We had um, uh, Murray brought a message, and then I brought a message, and then Ron brought a message. So I was kind of here and then not here. Uh, but Ron brought a, a great message about uh, prayer and, and thanksgiving uh, and uh, was as entertaining as Ron always is and uh, brought a few of, um, I was going to say he ronded up a bit, I think, and brought a few Ron, Ron jokes and stuff in there, which is really good. Um, it's so great to have such good quality preachers in our, our church family and, uh, and community who are willing to share with us and be part of that great series on prayer. And isn't it great to be challenged to start off the year praying as a church and saying that's more than just bowing our heads and closing our eyes, uh, but it's about the way we, we worship, our communication with God. Uh, it's about our thanksgiving. It's about intercession and praying on behalf of others. It's sometimes it's about solitude and silence. And it's good to be challenged in different ways that we can communicate with God because we need it every day. Uh, I love the old hymn that we sang earlier. And I know I mentioned it in one of the, the sermons a few weeks ago. About coming to the garden alone. And uh, while the dew is still on the roses, early when no one else is there, so then he, he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I'm his own. Uh, and the, the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. It's beautiful just to spend time alone with God and we want to encourage everyone to do that. What are we going to talk about a little bit today is going a step further than just getting to know God and, and just communicating with God, but allowing God to change us. Allowing God to change us. Now... That's a challenge, because we, uh, we, we think we've got it all together ourselves, and we, we often don't want God to change us. We're happy for God to change some people, and we wish He would, and we pray God would, would, uh, would work on some people, and we think, oh, God. And, 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 and so sometimes I hear it on a Sunday morning. Someone will say, oh, that was a great message. I just wish somebody else was here to hear it. I just wish, I think the wrong people were here, you know? And I think, well, maybe the right people were here. You know, maybe uh, we all need to be changed by God's Word. And it's one thing to, to hear the words, and another to, to put them into action. It's one thing to, to know the, how we should live or know what we should do, and it's a whole different thing to do it. And so we're going to talk about the importance of, uh, of not only knowing God's Word, but allowing that to be applied to our lives. And uh, the reading for today, if you have your copy of Scripture, turn with me to the book of James. James chapter 1, just going to read verses 19 to 27. It's a little uh, lengthier reading than, than I normally do, but just bear with me because this is some good stuff. So just buckle your seatbelts and, uh, and hang on. It's some good reading here. So James chapter 1, beginning verse 19, says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after, uh, after looking at himself... He goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. 
Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a, a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. For religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Let's just pray. Heavenly God, we just thank you and praise you for the precious gift of your word. And I pray, God, that you, you challenge our hearts, God, to not only know you and to, to know your word and to, to be faithful to, to study it every day, but God, help us to allow you and your, the working of your Holy Spirit to apply it to our lives, that you change us, God, more and more into your image that you help us more and more to love as you love, to forgive as you give, to care as you care. Thank you, Lord, for the love and grace you give to us and help us to be challenged as your church to live that out in our relationships. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, it's wonderful for us to spend time reading in the Bible. They say currently in Australia... I don't know how much you, you buy into surveys. They say, surveys say, and I always think, well, no one's asked me. No one surveyed me. So, um, but they say, surveys in Australia, Christians in Australia, uh, 80%, uh, sorry, more than 80% of Christians surveyed in Australia say that they don't read the Bible every day. And we, wanna hope, we hope to, to change as a church. We want to challenge you guys to, to read in your Bible every single day. And if you don't have a Bible, let us know and and we'll work on, on getting it. If you need to download a Bible or you need a, uh, you know, if you're old like me and you want to read a, uh, the actual paper Bible, then, uh, then we, we're happy to, to help you get one. It's so important to read that every day. And it's important to spend time with God every day in prayer. We've just spent five weeks talking about the importance of prayer in the church. It's wonderful to be communicating with God every day and to surrender to Him and His will. It's great to worship together and to, to sing His praises and to have this great time of, of fellowship and worship together. But it, it does little good if we know all about God and, and we sing about His praises and we, we know His Word and we know how to communicate with Him, but we're not allowing that to impact our lives. You see, it's pointless in a sense. It, it's wonderful. It's, it's fun to come and sing songs and to have that great time but it does little impact in our lives if we don't allow God to change us. We need to allow ourselves to be changed by God's Word. Now, I know, I, I just said I think last time, I don't like stereotyping, and here I'm going to stereotype again, but uh, guys often are known, well, guys are known as not really following instructions very well, or not... Yeah, saying, oh, we don't need instructions. And so often people will, um, you know, today, in today's society, a lot of stuff comes at flat packs, whatever. And, um, you know, oftentimes uh, guys just kind of, you know, toss the instructions out or think, oh, I don't need that. And they just try to piece it together as best they can or think, oh, I'll just look at a picture and just guess at this and figure out how it goes together. Sometimes that works and sometimes, you know, not so much. And you have to take pieces back off and, and redo that. And that's, well, well, all well and good. Well, I, uh, when I was growing up, I never really liked to uh, follow instructions. I just thought, oh, you know, that's not really that important. Uh, what difference could it make? And I remember one time I was in a chemistry class in high school, and they're talking about all these different elements and different things you can mix together, and we had our little 
test tubes there and Bunsen burners and uh, we're playing around with different stuff. And he's saying, oh, yeah, make sure you, you only mix these certain chemicals in the uh, consistency that we're saying to mix them in. I thought, oh, that doesn't really matter. And so I'm over here, I'm just kind of adding in a little bit of this and a little bit of that and mixing stuff together until I got a little bit concerned when uh, a friend and I were kind of watching what I was doing and kind of laughing because he's like, oh, the guy has no clue what he's talking about up there. Uh, talking, you know, he was telling us what to do and we're going, doesn't really matter. But we got a little concerned when this, this odd yellow smoke started coming up out of our, uh, my test tube. And uh, before long, it started coming up, and it was pretty obvious that uh, I'd done the wrong thing when uh, this big yellow smoke started coming up uh, from our section of the classroom. And all of a sudden, uh, the, um, uh, the, the lecturer, the, the, the teacher in the classroom, had to evacuate the, the classroom, and it turns out they had to evacuate the school and call the fire brigade, and then when the fire brigade gave us the all clear, we could go back into the school. Um, now... I wasn't, um, I was popular with some of my friends. They thought it was really funny. My parents didn't really think it was this funny. Um, and the, uh, the, uh, the teachers didn't really think it was that funny. But it, it's important to not only know what we're supposed to do, not only hear the words of the instructions, but to actually follow them. Because if not, we can end up making a big mess uh, out of everything. And that's actually... What we talk about, if we talk about the church needing revival, we're talking about the need for us to live out God's Word, live out God's love in our churches. And oh, I pray for revival in our churches all across this land. That we stop just singing about God's love, we stop just reading God's Word, although those are, are so crucial and so important, but we have to live it out. We have to allow it to change our lives. The Bible says here, in the book of James, that we're to not only talk about our love for God and our Christian life, but we're simply just religious. And Christianity is known as another religion in the mix of all the other religions in the country at the moment. But God doesn't want it to be just a religion. He wants us to have a relationship with Christ and to show that love and grace to others. We are to live out that love to truly be Christ-like. It involves a relationship with Jesus Christ. One of the things we're going to talk about over the next few weeks is about mission, which is one of the, the first fruits of our relationship with God. It's about caring for others and leading them to God's love, who's the one who can really provide the healing and the hope that we all need. We'll talk a bit in the weeks ahead about Missio Dei, which sounds really important, but it just simply means the mission of God, which was God's plan from the Old Testament and New Testament throughout all of Scripture is that everyone comes to know Him and to be changed by His love and grace. And we are to be part of that mission in leading people to God's love. Now, we can't really do that unless we are willing to be changed. We're willing to allow God's Word to change us. It says if we know the Word of God and we don't allow it to change us, it's like someone who walks along and looks in the mirror and then kind of forgets what he looks like. Now, I don't use a mirror very often at all. One is I don't have any hair to fix, so that's easy. Um, and I just kind of you know, forget about it. Um, the girls in my family, not, you know, they, they don't forget the mirror near as much as I do. Uh, it seems like they're always in front of the mirror. And I don't know, those of you who have girls and boys, I've got the one boy, the four girls, 
or five girls, because we've got Lindy as well, of course. And um, I noticed that myself and, and my son, we never use the mirror. We just get up. We don't know if anything's on our face. We don't know. We just kind of go throughout the day. We get up. We eat our breakfast. We go. Uh, or you shower, you dress, and you go. The girls kind of go in front of the mirror, and they check this outfit, and they check how this is working with this, and then they go and they change, and then they check this, the same top with a different bot, or whatever, you know, a skirt or pants or whatever, and it's, it's kind of go and change and go and change and go and change. I couldn't be bothered, yeah? I couldn't be bothered. I'm just like, eh, that's good enough. Yeah, that works. And it shows, but, you know, that's all right. That's all right. But so I, I picture this. When I read the Scripture, I picture this. As, as a girl going to a mirror, okay? And the girl goes to a mirror, and she looks at herself, and the skirt obviously doesn't go with that top, okay? Okay, and so she looks at it, and she goes, uh, and then she walks away, and she forgets about it completely. And then she goes out, and of course she's humiliated because that skirt just doesn't go with that top. Now, I would have no idea if a skirt went with a top or not. I mean, if one of the girls asked me, does this look good? The obvious answer is yes, it looks great. If your wife asks you, does this look good? Of course it looks good. It looks wonderful. Now, I'm blessed. Now, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I'm blessed in that I have a wife and I have daughters that anything they wear, they look good in. Okay? That's just natural. So it's easy for me to kind of say yes. But this says, this says, you would be dumb. It would be dumb to, to look in a mirror and see that something obviously needs to be changed or see that you've got chocolate all over your face and then to walk away and forget that you've ever seen that. Because then you just go and you're, kinda, you're embarrassed. But we do it all the time with God's Word. You see, it's, it's, it's dumb really to know the right thing to do and choose to do the wrong. It's dumb to have the light in us and yet choose to stumble around in the darkness. If we are ever as a church going to be on mission with God and really live out and share His love, we have to be able to allow God's Word to change us. And sometimes that's not easy. Sometimes there's some things that, that God's Word says we need to change. There's some ways that God's Word says we need to live. And we say, you know what? I don't, I don't like that because that means I have, to, I have to make some changes and I have to make some adjustments to what I'm doing or how I'm living or how I'm talking or the things I'm listening to, or the things I'm watching, I need to make sure that, that I'm living that Word. That's hard. We're, like I said, we're willing for God's Word to change other people, but when it comes to us, that's difficult. But here are some of the ways that James says in James chapter 1 that the Word of God can change us if we allow Him to speak to us and to challenge our lives. It says we will become quick to listen. Now, that sounds like a big, just easy, isn't it? Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. I think that all of those are challenges. Quick to listen. We're not quick to listen in our society. We're quick to answer. We're quick to respond. We're quick to put our hand up and have a say. We're quick to kind of say this is how we're supposed to handle it. But we're not good at just stopping and listening to God, allowing Him to lead our lives. But we have to be willing to admit that we don't know it all. We have to be willing to admit that we need some help in the situations that we face in our life and be quick to listen to God's instruction, to be quick to listen to the wisdom of godly people that God brings into our lives. We need to be slow to speak. Allow others sometimes to lead. Allow others 
to, to guide us with their words and with their presence. Slow to become angry. The, 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 the Greek word in this is for long-suffering, which means enduring hardship. Continue on. It, it just keeps on keeping on the tough situations. And, and we not just grit and bear it, but we grow even in times of anger. Matthew Barnett, who's a, a preacher from the United States, said, if you're going to be a bridge to Jesus, sometimes you need to allow yourself to be stepped on. And I actually think, you think, well, you know, we shouldn't be a doormat, we shouldn't be a Christian doormat, whatever. But sometimes we need to be willing to be hurt. Sometimes we need to be willing to put ourselves in vulnerable situations where we are taken advantage of or, or where that, uh, that grace that we give out doesn't come back to us. And that's not easy. We, we want something in return for the good that we give. We want to say, yeah, I'm willing to give of all my time. I'm willing to give of my money. I'm willing to sacrifice some time with my family. I'm willing to do what you say, God. But let's, let's see some in return. I want to see some grace from other people. I want to see some people giving stuff back to me. Where's mine, God? And we, we often say, I will give, God, as long as you give back to me. God's blessings don't always come in the ways that we plan. Yes, He gives back in, in abundance, far more than we could ask or imagine. It doesn't always work. It's not kind of tit for tat, so to speak. It doesn't just work uh, in, in a, an even exchange. We need to be willing to give no matter what. Emptying ourselves of the moral filth and evil, the Scripture says, that's so prevalent in our lives. We have to change by not just accepting what the world says is good, but by, what go, by going what is honoring to God. We need to make sure that we're not just going along with the flow and laughing at the same sort of jokes that everybody else is and following the same sort of stuff, but that we are living separate lives uh, that lead to God. Is the way your conversations are going, is the way the things you're listening to or the things you're watching during the week, the things you're doing or the places you're going, is that leading people to God? We need to live different lives. And it says we need to accept and fully apply the Word of God. Not just knowing the Word, but about allowing ourselves to be changed by it. Living out the Word. Not just loving God, but living out that love in all of our relationships. And you know what? It, it just it flows on from there. As we are loving God and we're focusing more on that than anything else, and we're just developing that love relationship with God and we're getting to know Him in His Word and we're allowing that Word to change our lives and to, to give us direction, then we automatically start looking after others. We automatically, God just fills us with a love to start challenging uh, others with his, his love and His grace. And the Bible says we'll be changed in two different ways. One is we'll start looking after orphans and widows in distress. God doesn't want us just to sign up for another religion called Christianity. It's not about ticking boxes or following rules. God wants us to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, our Savior. And that changes everything. When we allow ourselves to be changed by our relationship with Jesus, we'll naturally start reaching out to be the change in the lives of others and to lead them to Jesus. There, even if you just talk about orphans and widows, there are hundreds of thousands of orphans around the world. 
There are kids right in our own community who need uh, foster parents to be caring for them. What are we doing to reach out? There are people right in our own area who are struggling financially. And yes, maybe that might be because of their own fault or their own actions. But there are people who need someone to reach out to them and just show love, just show mercy, just show grace. What are we doing to look after those in our own community who are disadvantaged, who need someone to reach out for them? The Bible says we'll not, not only be changed to start looking after those in need, uh, the orphans and widows, but we can start keeping ourselves from being polluted by the world. To be pure, to be separate and focused on God. We need to be a, a church of people who are focused on what's pleasing to God, not just what's acceptable in society. So His love can be seen in us. We should not look... We should not look as Christians like the social media sites that are out there. We should not look like the, the pubs and the clubs around. We should not sound like those who don't know Him. But if we allow God's love to direct our lives and our relationship with Jesus Christ, whose love Himself, to change our hearts, we'll reach out in new ways, bold ways in our community to help others, to really show that we care. And we'll do it not to get numbers into the church. We'll do it not to get known in the area and not for any other reason than to lead people to God who will heal, who will forgive, who will love, and who will save. Let's pray. To God, I just thank you and I praise you for the precious gift of your word. I thank you and I praise you, God, for the church and for opportunities to worship you together, for opportunities, God, to bow down and to pray to you. Whether that be here in the church, whether that be in my car, whether that be in the middle of the night or in the darkest of alleys, God, you are here for us. And we thank you, Lord, for that relationship that we have with you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But God, I pray that we move beyond just loving you and just being loved by you, and we be challenged, God, to change according to your word, that we be challenged to live out your love and grace in our relationships, that people, God, who know us can know a life that's changed, can see the light in the midst of the darkness, and can be drawn to your ever-changing love, your grace. God, thank you for the way you transform lives, for the way you provide healing and hope as we just trust in you. God, we pray that if we are here this morning and you need in our hearts to change us, God, break us. God, help us to come to you this morning and say, I am willing to be changed by you. I am willing to let go of my own path and to follow yours. God, forgive me for the times I've pushed you away and have gone my own path. God, I want to be changed by you. And I want to lead others by my life to your grace and mercy. God, lead us in this service now. Be glorified, God, through it all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.